This series of episodes will contemplate Frederick Nietzsche and his philosophy from the perspective of the working class, or from the herd, as he contemptibly called them. In order to understand uh, Nietzsche's meta-ethics, which is pretty much the foundation of his entire philosophy, one should not really read uh, Dust Spoke Zarathustra, which seems to be what everyone wants to read. That is more epic poetry than this philosophy. To understand this philosophy, uh, one must really read the, his book, The Genealogy of Morals, and his book, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, from which I will make some quotes, take some quotes during these episodes. A wide spectrum of political, ethical, and moral perspectives see Nietzsche as its savior from nihilism. Despite the morality and ethics to which Nietzsche, Nietzsche's metaphysics and epistemology led him, in fact, all present existential and postmodernist philosophy books that I've read have seen Nietzschean philosophy as a transvaluation of nihilism, as they call it, or another means by which they call it is an affirmation of life. Furthermore, as has almost always has been the case since Nietzsche became popular, many modern artists and would-be artists see his emphasis on aesthetics especially on the aesthetics of geniuses as the givers of ultimate meaning or on aesthetics as the ultimate affirmation of life, as of course referring to them and their art. Nietzsche regarded art, quotation, as the great stimulus to life, close quotation. In this contemplation, I inquire into or ask how Nietzschean meta-ethics, seeking to go beyond good and evil, as he puts it, that led Nietzsche to an aristocratic, aristocratic egotism awaiting a quotation mark, man of the future, close quotation mark, that he referred to as our translation, Superman, awaiting this man of the future to redeem life in the same way Christianity awaits its savior to redeem life. How did such a Nietzschean uh, aristocratic aristocratic philosophy create and create such a universal appeal to so many, and how does it have so much power among the ruling classes? My conclusion and argument are that the substance and, so to speak, successful world of power of Nietzschean meta-ethics is in the soundbite, is in his famous soundbite, God is Dead. The soundbite successfully attracts all those in the West who have one, a Nietzschean resentment to Christianity. Two, a Nietzschean world to power need to replace Christianity with their own secular version of Christianity, having essentially the same normative language, but without the Christ. And three, a fear of nihilism. Because it is ultimately, as we dis uh, contemplated in prior ep episodes, because it is ultimately the reader that gives meaning to, to written texts, once those with these three attributes read and become Nietzschean readers, regardless of their perspectives on life, they make Nietzsche and Nietzschean philosophy and his philosophical writings and his commentators, their prophets and Bible substitute in the same way Christians, regardless of their perspectives on life, have the same prophets in Bible. Seeing nihilism as a problem needing to be solved is the first problem I have with Nietzsche and the first problem any working class or the member of the herd, as Nietzsche calls the working class, should have with Nietzsche. Nihilism becomes a problem by assumption or by the following reasoning. 
The concept of objective morality and even of objective good and evil is contemplated in prior pop, uh, episodes can be described in a deflationary, descriptive sense with a clear meaning as follows. One, this action is good means I approve this action. Two, this action is bad means I do not approve it, of it. Reasoning from this objective descriptive sense to an objective morally prescriptive or evaluative sense is not rationally possible. Fearing the nothingness of nihilism, Nietzsche and his version of Nietzschean philosophy tries to do what King Solomon could not do, split the baby. By declaring God dead, Nietzsche then creates the concept of a superman or Ubermensch, as he wrote in his, in, in his German who will someday come to replace God to give morality and therefore ethics objective meaning and value by their will to power. As Nietzsche states, and the following is a quotation, this man of the future will redeem us, comma, not just from the ideal held up until now, comma, but also from those things which had to arise from it, comma, the great nausea, comma, the will to nothingness, comma, from nihilism, comma, that stroke of midday and of great decision that makes the will free again, which gives earth its purpose and man his hope again. This antichrist and anti-nihilist, this conqueror of God and of nothingness, he must one day come. Uh, end of quote. Nietzschean disciples in existentialism, postmodernism, and various present-day social justice, and even in very conservative philosophical circles, have somehow translated Nietzschean Superman into an argument for making every individual a superperson who will one day be respected and respectful of each other. Of, this is sometimes called uh, respect of the other. This uh, assumes that someday individuals as supermen will make their own ethics rather than accept the ethics of, the of their external, external social society, that is, make their own ethics and morality instead of accepting the social construct, ethics and morality. They await and work toward the coming of this day. The above reasoning that leads Nietzsche to the proclamation that God is dead and his splitting of the baby solution is not sound reasoning because he assumes nihilism is a problem needing to be solved. This perspective is shared by all Nietzschean philosophy. We can ignore at this point the social details of this perspective for the moment that is radically different between Nietzsche and present Nietzschean philosophy. For example, Nietzsche saw equality and democracy among humans as nihilism, while present Nietzschean philosophy sees, sees the opposite as nihilism and sees equality and democracy as its solution. The reality of the state of affairs called nihilism is that for the nihilist, nihilism is not a problem. Furthermore, rationally, it is not a problem and a meta-ethics meta contemplating nihilism should not simply assume it is a problem needing to be solved. As I quoted Hume in prior, prior uh, episodes of this podcast, as Hume said, quotation mark, "'Tis not contrary to reason to prefer the destruction of the whole world to the scratching of my finger." Close quotation mark. As contemplated in more detail in the prior episodes on ethics, there's no rational way to go from what is to what ought to what ought to be. There simply is no objective basis for moral value. 
And ethics is simply a social construct of the ruling class or ruling class ideology. In the next episode, I will contemplate how this reality factors into Nietzschean philosophy. 